Welcome back, everyone. This is the podcast, Mercenary himself, Chris and Joe Ramos. Uh, today, I'm here with a special guest once again, Mr. Mercedes. I can never fucking pronounce that shit. Miserability. The third eye is invisible, as you know. Mr. Chunk Twister, Raul Montero himself. And um, we're fresh off, literally. This is probably the fastest we've done a review for any damn wrestling show. Like I know. Because of the holiday. We got a day off today. Uh, well, you're off because of... Shit going down at yeah, work. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm off today, thankfully, so we're able to do this in an early time slot. Um, I don't have the card on me. Do you happen to have it yes, on Yes, I you? do. Okay, I always know you always have a better... Uh, I kind of just go off Wikipedia, which is not really the best. Sometimes they can change things around. But I know for a fact that we start to show off with the Women's Elimination Chamber. Yes. And this is for a spot at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. Yes. That makes sense, correct? Absolutely. All right. So here's my first, my, my first thing. Prior to this match, where the way the way they were building the women's division so far, with bring introducing uh, uh, Clown Oscar and like bringing back Carmella from her uh, sad, you know, miscarriage that she had, and like you know, just like wait, that was the reason. Oh, you didn't know? Yeah, she had a miscarriage, dude. Oh. She was gone because she was trying to have a son, a well child with Corey Graves, and sadly had a miscarriage. That's why she was gone for so long. I didn't know. I'm so sorry. And peace she, and peace. And she came back and she looks amazing. Like she looked like, like I would say peak, you know, Mela's money, Carmela. Yeah, like post money in the bank cashing. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. My favorite Mela was that Mela, but I wasn't against sexy Mela with the like mob music. You know, with the silhouette, yeah. I wasn't against it, but I think it was a little too sexy for WWE's uh, audience or something. I don't know. I mean, it, not really, because it's like it was like a Mandy Rose before Mandy Rose, right? It was like that whole like yeah, 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 kind of goddess like gimmick, or even Alexa Bliss's goddess gimmick. They always have a femme fatale uh, in their roster, and I think currently out of all the women in the roster, again, no, no offense to anybody in the roster outside of maybe Zelina Vega. Who else could be a sexy, like, femme fatale character and it fits their personality, right? I can't think of many because, sadly, Mandy Rose is no longer with WWE because of, you know, reasons. And um, they don't have many women that could fit that. Because you got to have diversity. you got to have a character that's the sexy one. One who's the badass. One who's the goth chick. One who's the anime. You need to appeal to all tastes and kinds. Yeah, one who's his okay from uh, Hunter Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I love Oscar's new gimmick. It makes her look more unique. And um, Liv, Liv is, I like her new gear. Yes. For this match, it was more like, was it jeans? Yeah, it was very Daisy Duke-like. Um, but her face paint was still like classic Liv, like teardrop, you know. She looked hot. I mean, Liv yeah. looked great. Points of the cameraman, who <laughs> definitely got all the shots he needed. Man. And not only for the promo packages. Let me tell you something. If there's one, Let me tell you something, bro. if there's one thing that AEW has helped WWE with, it's those camera shots. Because <laughs> yo, those camera shots are getting really, really uh, risque without crossing the border. You know. Yes. But um, Raquel Rodriguez, um, she looked. Has she always worn a one piece? Yeah. Really? I I always thought she had a two piece. No, it sometimes she switches them up. Okay, that's where I'm getting confused because yeah. I think prior to this she was probably dressing more like a, I don't say a tube top, but she was dressing like more of a she she used to have a jacket, right? Like a ring jacket, a small like little vest or no? No, not that I remember. I know that she, she exposes her back because she does that back pose. Yes. 
Maybe I'm confusing her with heel Raquel when she was like Raquel Gonzalez on NXT. Yes. Where she was more of the leather jacket wearing studded. This one's a little bit more baby face. So she's wearing yeah, because my... she's always smiling all the time. Which creeps me the fuck out. I'm going to lie to you. The whole smiling thing is a bit much. It's like, okay, you're a baby face. You don't got to like smile like someone has a gun behind your back. Like, tone it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you, who else you had here? You had uh, Natalia, of course. It's in Canada, Montreal. You got to have Natty, who's yeah. now cosplaying as her uncles. <laughs> yes. Love the gear. Um, she got a huge pop. And um, the, Nikki. And Nikki. The OG Nikki Cross. Yes. Thank God they brought that sanity, insane sanity member. Which I'm wondering, is Eric... Uh, Eric Andre. Is Eric... Uh, <laughs> oh, damn. What is his Eric name? Young. Thank you. Eric Young. Is he coming back to WWE? Like... There was rumors he was going to come back. I thought they were going to bring back the whole sanity at this point. I don't know about that. Like, if they bring back sanity, like, what do you do with them? I mean, another heel faction to go against Hit Row, probably. I can't think of much. Uh, do they even need another faction? I mean, Big Damo's doing his thing. New Japan strong, but he can come back to WWE and fit in. I don't know if he can because of visa problems. That's what it is with a bunch of the... I realized they were having... WWE has never had visa issues till the last since COVID. Let's put it out yeah. there. Is it because of COVID that visa issues are becoming more harder to get? I believe so. That's gonna hurt their international market because they need. They've always had international stars, but I feel like they're also like saving up all of these returns for post mania, and also they're probably saving all their money in case they're trying to save money for when they're sold. Yeah. I don't know how the how that works. Like, the whole, like... The business aspect. I don't know. The, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I do. Um, but what I do know is the women's match was an awesome... It was six women, right? Not eight. Six. Six women in the cage. It started off with... I have Natal the uh, oh, entrance. Go, go for it. So, the opening ones were Natalia and Liv. Everyone got like really dope entrances, which I kind of like because everyone panned over to Asuka, mm -hmm. <laughs> which really set it up. Raquel came in like being the absolute powerhouse, which she was. Then was Nikki, who, God, her and Raquel with the spot of the match. Which one? Because they had a couple. And uh, I think we even missed the pin because of how much was going on in the cage. No, it like the pin was part of the replay okay. of showing the move, which was her like grabbing Nikki and like running through the pod after Carmella had just entered the match. Yep, and breaking Carmella's pod before she was time for her to come out. I think. No, no, no. Oh, she was already out. No, she was, she was trying to dodge Raquel. Ah. Okay, that's where. See, so much goes on that I kind of, even though I just literally watched it before you got here, because I kind of missed some of it because I was having a belated birthday dinner with my buddy um, this weekend. Uh, it was the one of the better Elimination Chamber matches. Yes! I think this is the best one since Shayna Baszler's like running rough shot. You want, but here's the thing that I had the problem with when it came to Shayna's. Is like you do this entire match to build up one woman. And she never becomes a champion, which is so weird. Not only that, but notice they didn't have Baszler last in that match. She was first or second. No, no, no. She was like fifth. Oh, okay. So she eliminated everyone and then is just standing outside of her pod waiting for the last one, Asuka, to come out and then just gets rid of her like almost immediately. Yeah. Which I kind of felt was like 
kind of messed up booking this one. Every woman got their time to shine. And also, Carmella got to play the perfect perfect chicken shit heel. Yes. Like, she was dodging everyone on purpose so she could become the second last. I didn't think she was the last that long. I thought she'd be the first one they got it pinned. Exactly. So she used her chicken shit heel tactics. Like, she's... This character fits her character. I don't expect Carmella to be the... To be a bout machine like Asuka or to be a powerhouse like like Nick, oh not Nikki. Nick, well, Nikki could be a powerhouse. To be, you know, a wild card like Nikki or a powerhouse like uh, Raquel. Or even to be an Iron Woman like Liv. Yeah. She plays the her gimmick to perfection. Yes, and speaking of Liv, notice how she was taken out. Didn't tap out again. She didn't tap out. Because she's... But it's more... And was better built because not only was she in the sharpshooter, she was in the Oscar lock as well. Simultaneously. And that's the thing I like about Liv. Like, she's not afraid to go there because she loves pain now. It's like, that's yeah. her gimmick. Is she's, she's the perfect girlfriend. I mean, <laughs> no, being honest, Liv's character is like a sadist. Like, this is like Brian Danielson levels of like yeah. commitment. And Liv is doing her thing with this because... You need a baby face that's not afraid. Of, even with the size difference. Like, Raquel is the tallest here at six feet tall. Yeah. For a girl that's tall. Like, on average. Absolutely. And can we just talk about, like, the dueling, like, super kicks from Asuka and Carmella to knock her down. Well, and the simultaneous pin. I like that because you see that in the indies and it works. So, why can't we do that on the main stage? Yes. Or, at least can- once. Not spamming it, but making, you know, for a one-time deal. This is what I will say about both chamber matches. They were produced so well that no woman... Looked bad. No. And that's how you do it. You don't do this to just have one person be like the juggernaut. Which is, I get, I get that if you're trying to make establish someone as a monster heel. But this gave breathing room. Yes. And it made it so that... It made everyone their own diverse. Like, look at how they had to take out Nikki. Look at how they had to take out... The to, only the, one... to their limit. Yes, the only person that I feel like had like a sort of soft elimination was Natalia by Carmella. Yeah, that was. But then again, she's getting older. Like, you yeah, know, she's not. Which is understandable for someone who's you know at this point over forty, right? She has to be over forty. I or at forty. I'm not gonna guess a woman's age because I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but... she just. She's 40 right now, about to turn 41. See? So, like, you know, she's getting to that veteran woman. But she was always the veteran in the roster because there was always 20-year-olds on the main roster anyways. So, she always came off like a mother hen because of that. Yeah. But now, all her her colleagues are actually near her age. Yes. So, it's like, damn, I just realized that all the girls there are 30-plus except for Liv. Yeah, you're right. This is the first one where, like, WWE is finally letting it be known, like, that... We're not being ages for women anymore. Like, you can be plus 40. Cause Oscar- and not only that, you had, like, one of these matches without the four horsewomen. This is going to be a hot take. WWE never needed the four horsewomen per se. They just needed it to keep that same system and energy for new stars. I understand, but notice how, like, in the events era... They had to rely on at least one of the four. They had to because they didn't have a deep enough roster at the time. Now they have enough of a roster because Triple H was able to build an additional four pillars or four horsemen, whatever one will call them. Raquel, well, Bianca, Rhea. That idea, yeah. like you have like all of these four. You have again a diverse roster that like 
Even when they lose, they are so well protected. You even have mid-carters like Dana Brooke in the fray. You have Carmelo as a mid-carter, but Emma as a mid-carter. Like, before there were no mid-carters. You, you were either getting jobbed out or dominant in the women's division. There was yeah. no in-between. Now there's actually, like, Liv has won a title, so she can technically be put in the main event, you know, and it looks like it fits. Even though there's not a pushback by a lot of podcasters. A lot of podcasters, believe it or not, don't like Liv as a wrestler because she's not believable. Yeah, where they at? And Give that, me their ads right now. Don't you y'all be disrespecting my other other life? Sorry. Listen, babe. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get drafted to some podcasts, so that's not name names. But I will say this: I get where they're coming from from their not old school, but from their like it should be a badass like fighter that's the world champion. But Carmella has been champ as a chicken shit, and it worked because she yes. had Ellsworth as her stooge, like. Again, it's like Carmella to me. Car- this is gonna sound really crazy, but I'm gonna say it out loud. Carmella to me is what Britt Baker is in AEW. You know what? I'm I'm with it. Where she's the good-looking top heel, but she wins by cheating and doing all these dastardly things. Not the best wrestler on the roster, but the best mind as far as knowing how to outsmart her opponent. Carmella is what Ronda Rousey tries to be. That's another story for another day. Yeah, yeah. Is because Rousey. I don't want to have to shit on Rousey every podcast, but she got. Did she not get chanted out of SmackDown this week saying you can't wrestle by the Montreal crowd? That's yes. sad. That is fucking sad. I mean, it is Bizarro World. Oh right, 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 Bizarro World. Um. So okay, so this yeah, match, Asuka winning at the end, which is a great way because she won by just being Asuka. Like she yes. Was, she it, it looked like Carmelo was trying to get the schoolgirl pin, but no, Oscar reversed that and got her in the Oscar. I guess a is it Fujara armbar? It looked like the Fujara armbar. I think so because it wasn't a typical Oscar lock. Oscar lock is an armbar. This was a Fuji because this was her arm was back. Yeah, yeah. So it's the like salt of the earth kind of like armbar, right? The Fuji. So which again and mind you, no miss this time. There wasn't yeah. Oscar miss at all. So she wasn't trying to cheat. She was trying to literally whoop everyone's ass. Yes. And it was believable because it's fucking Oscar. Yes. First woman to win the Emulation Chamber, Royal Rumble, and Money, Money in, the Bank. in the Bank. She's she's phenomenal. And I, I dare anybody say she's not treated like a top star because even in the Vince era, she was treated like a top star. Yes. And not to mention setting up the match between her and Bianca. And you Ooh. have no idea who's winning. That's what I love. We don't know who's winning because both of them are so fucking good. Yes. And do you let Bianca have a John Cena run now or do you let Asuka hold the belt because she's earned it? Exactly. Because and she deserves it. You don't know, them. but it's so good. I can see this happening. Asuka losing with the mist and still losing, right? Like Bianca pulling a John claude Van Damme in Bloodsport where she's, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's all, ultra instinct-like. But her winning it like at uh, SummerSlam or something. Yeah. And then you start a new feud with like Asuka and a debuting or like somebody that debuts after Raw, after Mania. Because yeah. I'm not even looking forward to Mania. I'm being honest with you. I'm looking forward to the Raw after Mania. I'm looking forward to that entire week. Whew. Next year's Mania is in Philadelphia. You trying to go? I'm debating because here's the thing. I want to go to Philly, but I'm also going to wear a Patrick Mahomes jersey. Yikes. Dude, don't do it. Philly, Philly is crazy. I mean, they boo Santa Claus and throw batteries at him. I think you shouldn't wear any jerseys. I think we should. Uh, let's just wear wrestling merch for our yes, own safety. Yes. Just because I've been to Philly and I yes. know it, it, wrestling it, merch. I'll wear my Max Caster jersey. That will get so. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not technically a wrestling shirt. It's a jersey. 
Yours is custom made. It's not actually like it doesn't say AW anywhere on it. No. You could pull it off considering WrestleMania is such a big place. But if they do give you shit, uh, just have a backup t-shirt in your backpack. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, so I give this whole match a 4.5 out of 5. Agreed. Same here. Alright, what's the next match in the card? Before we get to the next match, I want to talk about that whole WrestleMania promo. Before we talk about that, if I sound kind of odd, my nose is stuffy. You know, this is like running nose season, so. Understood. Alright, go ahead. But the whole promo thing where you had Seth freaking Rollins as Joker. Oh, Dude, that was so epic. Like, let me let, let's just get this out the way. I was expecting the Hollywood trailer thing. Yes. And I'm glad they started off with Seth as Joker because I knew his character was Joker the whole fucking yes. time. Yes. You couldn't tell me he was tra- not trying to be Joker. Going from manic to pissed off, like that's Joker. And the fact that the man was Batman. Yes. It, it was funny, but it was also it was like Becky, you're trying too hard. Come on. But also, it's like endearing. Like you get it? It's the right amount of cheese. It's it's it it was the right amount of cheese because they're a married couple and I get yes. it. But I'm back to my man cave. Oh, you but that was the best cave. line. That was literally the best. But I, I feel like I mean, there was no Batman in the Joker movie. But whatever. Well, you know, I, I get what they're going for. So, yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm so curious as to what's the other ones that they're going to do. Dude, what are the other big movies that came out? Like it could be anything. Because exactly. Because think about it. That was a DC movie spoof. DC is where? Warner Brothers. Yes. Dare I say more? I don't need to say anymore. Yeah, yeah. So they can just pull any franchise because it's a big movie. So they could do Marvel. They could... Oh, shit. A Marvel spoof? What What recent Marvel film came out? Ooh, they could do an Endgame sort of thing. They could probably do a... Oh, thing. God. It's, and Roman is Thanos. I was about to say that sentence. Yeah? So, there yeah. you go. All right. So, next match in the card is what? Uh, Bobby Brock. BL versus BL. Oh, yes. Big meaty men slapping meat. I didn't like this match. I was fine with it being another short match. I know what they were doing, and that's where I'm like, if I was at Montreal, this might have been my bathroom break, to be honest with you. Because I know they weren't going to have a legitimate like end to this. They're going to save it from Mania and have a legitimate finish. And I think I know how it's going to end in Mania. You're going to have the reunited Hurt Business take out Brock. It'll be a no DQ uh, bout where. But they're also like building up like a whole thing with like Bray is facing the winner. Which is tri- tri- triple threat. Bray beats Brock and gets his revenge for when the Fiend lost to Goldberg? No, that kind of makes no sense. No, no, no. This is the rumor I heard. Okay, go for it. Firefly Funhouse style match. <sighs> Which I don't know how it would work in this era post COVID. I'm done with cinematics. I'm sorry to say, listen, I know people are really into the Uncle Howdy shit, and the Bray Wyatt stuff is not clicking with me. It's just, it's just me, and I'm just not saying if you love it, you love it, but it, I feel like enough of this. Like, I know Ray can, Bray can actually wrestle. Yeah. Like, just, just have a standard, you know, triple threat without the gimmicks. Like, the gimmick should be the entrance, as far as I'm concerned, but that's just my opinion. If people want to say, go have these dream matches like that, I'm okay with like a couple of cinematic scenes or, but what was the last big like, the swamp match? How did that turn out? Like no, 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 the pitch black. No, no, no. I mean, as far as like cinematic, cinematic. Cinematic. Uh, it was a John Cena main event at WrestleMania, right? Or no, no, no. There was a swamp fight, but there was also the one they had in NXT. NXT. 
Yeah, Cole versus Dream. Oh, that's right. Man, this is like bringing back flashbacks. I just hope for Mania, you don't rip off the crowd out of a good thing because they're watching the fight on a monitor. Right. If you do the monitor and it transcends into like them coming out into the ring, that would be cool. Like, yeah. Do like it transitions from like the fun house to the actual, like you start fighting outside the main ramp. Like that would be a cool like way to like, kind of like. That reminds me of a couple of years ago when they had. Uh, Edge and Orton. No. They had the Luke Harper R.I.P. versus Dean Ambrose, like, false count anywhere match. Yeah. They drove off. They had another match in between, ended that one, then they drove back and finished their match. It reminds me of Gold Gold Dust versus uh, Roddy Piper. Oh, yes. <laughs> and the whole Bronco chase. Yeah. So, again, if you, if you make it a fusion match. Was that your phone? No, it was my watch. Right. And it like starts Googling the Bronco chase. Oh, Lord. So, again, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be mean-spirited. I will give this a 3.5 out of 5 on the basis that I know it's a build to an actual match down the road. Yes. But as far as entertainment, it, it, it was a blue balls for me. I can definitely agree to that. I, I'm not sure what the hell Lesnar is doing considering they keep saying like he's going to business for himself yeah they keep saying that to make it seem like Lesnar's just like an uncontrollable monster but like again if you're not gonna build to the hurt business I at least make Lashley get a clean pin on Lesnar because he rightfully he hasn't that's what I'm saying he hasn't like their title match at Rumble uh-huh. was because of Roman and this one was via DQ so I hope that at Mania he actually can pin him legitimately yeah that would be a great ending to the book. Yes. So, what do you give this match in your honest opinion? In your honest opinion, don't don't hold back. Do you like it? Oh wow, really? Okay. Because like you know what it was, and it wasn't what you wanted. Like I understand. I'm fine with it being a short match, but it just feels like too much of a pivot for Lesnar's character because you had him like so happy being the cowboy, and I feel like that's what he's been comfortable with to like. And this is more like traditional Lesnar. Yes. Yeah. I get it. Maybe they should have made it like legit, like those two going at it and Bray distracts. And that's how Lesnar wins. You know, like with a Firefly, something on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Like Then it would make sense for them to have a triple threat. We'll see. We'll see. Well, the next, you know, SmackDown and Raw. Yes. Uh, what's the next match on the card? It is the mixed tag match between the married couple of Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Judgment Day. Okay. Here is my honest opinion of this match. It was actually very good. Yeah, I liked it too. The I one then thing, had no expectations of it being good. That's the thing. <laughs> the one thing that made me break my friends is saying this out loud. Why does Rhea Ripley look like a sexy Robert Battinson? Because of the makeup and everything? <sighs> she likes Batman. I've, 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 she's gone on record saying it's a Batman inspired. So yes. it's not just emo eyeliner you know eyeliner it's legit but it's like the heavy shadow with like the drip oh yeah like she's inspired by robert patton's batman absolutely so mm. um that superplex was crazy yes or the selling of it was um beth phoenix never looked sexier like beth has always been presented as a powerhouse but never as a sex symbol yeah which is i was wondering her makeup was that luna vachon inspired i thought the same thing until beth posted an ig it was bo nakano i'm like oh. oh but that was the first thing i pictured because you're in montreal home of luna vachon 
Your her hair looks like the mohawk. Yes. She's blonde, you know, like I'm just putting two of them together and she's like, No, it's a bull in a condom. Like, oh I'm like, maybe if she had her hair straight up or but it looked like Luna Bashan, which I'm like yes. would have to the Montreal crowd would have seemed like, oh a tip of the hat, you know. Either way she looked badass. And also shout out to the Montreal crowd just starting chanting, Fuck you, Dominic. Bro. No one likes Dominic, which is working. Like I remember a, a year ago, almost. God, it's been a year ago, where Dominic was just getting go away heat, and now he's legitimately getting heat. But it's because he's been picking at his dad, who everyone yeah. loves. No brainer, right there. Dude, can we just talk about the whole holiday scenario that they're doing? Oh, Valentine's Day reservations where Dominic's card got declined because uh, his parents are petty and. Yes. I didn't even know that he was still under his dad's like credit card. I'm like, how are you trying to become off like a thug and you don't got your own money? Yeah. Like, you don't got a debit card? You're putting all your money in what, the family bank account? Come on, man. Like, what? Do you have a... You can't get a green dot or something? Good God. Um, funny as that clip was, it was probably like, they're going to keep doing this spit to the fucking... I feel like the last one has to be right before Mania. This, I think Mania is where it ends. I think Ray's has had enough, and he's gonna have a career career versus a mask match, Ooh. or like or so whatever the this, yeah where he actually loses Dominic and gives him the mask, and that's how Dominic becomes a new Mister uh, becomes a heel Mysterio. I don't know what happens this year or next year, but it definitely seems like it's happening sooner. Yes. So um, this full match, oh. Shout out to the to FTR for that uh yes. shatter machine. I'm like, whoa, is that what I thought it was? Like, yeah. My friend, my friend was like half uh, falling half asleep in the couch. Like, no, I thought it was uh, the, the 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 OC. I'm like, like no, the OC is the magic killer. Like, the yeah. shatter machine is dr- strictly a, the big room. Yeah, even Dax Harwood like shouted it out, which is I thought was pretty badass because that's a again the, WWE is doing mixed tag the right way. Like, yes. the women are getting involved more where before they were like afraid to like yeah oh no women violence how dare even, even though fucking beth can like out bench half the men's roster like yes. let's be honest and and Rhea with the and her doing the double the stereo power bombs on their opponents genius and of course yeah. it, it it didn't look weird like because you know because finn he is six feet tall but he's also like 180 pounds he's not yeah. exactly the heavy guy so it's easy for someone like Rhea who can fucking lift up men to like gallows like nothing that she can lift up uh, Finn Balor so it didn't look un- it looked it look believable right and it made everyone look strong at the end at the end you got I guess this feud's over I hope or is it gonna go to Mania I feel like they might go to Mania but, but like I feel like it might take a quick pause yep. because I want to see the one on one Rhea Beth match I know for a fact that uh, when Raw comes to Boston in March 8th or 6th whatever it is this, this coming month I'm now getting a ticket because Cena's going to be there. Yes. I was iffy, but now that I know Cena's coming, I want to go. Yeah, same here. And Mondays, I don't usually work in Boston, but I get out at five. So I can just like shower and just head down to the train station. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But um, that being said, man, man, oh man. Uh, I give it like four stars. Yeah, it valid. Four stars sounds a little right. Okay, so... That being said, uh, what's the next match on the card, man? The men's elimination chamber for the U.S. title. This is this is my one nitpick. You had a women's elimination for the women's raw women's world championship. Yes. Why do you have the men compete for the U.S. title? It's not the world championship. The stakes aren't high enough for this. I think. I feel like because 
Roman's got them both belts hostage. Yes. Yes. This is where I know Triple H was asked this months ago, and he's trying to figure out how to do it. How do you get the belt off Roman without him losing? You can't. You just unify that belt, create a whole new belt for for SmackDown or Raw or whatever, and boom, now you have two belts again. Same way they did it before with the undisputed title. It just became yeah. the spinner belt. Well, not, well, it was the undisputed belt. Then it became the spinner belt. And then you created another belt, which is the Universal Championship. and then Or both titles, and then they brought in the Universal. Yeah. So you're in a situation where you have to unify them if you don't want Roman to lose twice at Mania, like two nights. Which I, I really want that to happen. I would love them to bring back Big Gold. Or a Big Gold with a big WWE logo. Like just a, some sort of variant of Big Gold. Yeah. That you could have that like. Or even the title to give the celebrities. That's literally a Big Gold belt. That hmm. looks more like the World Championship than the actual Championships. But I'm definitely, it's just, all of this is kind of, like, I understand where they're going with, but I'm fine with the double loss at Mania. I am too, but I know Triple H is not, because he's been trying to figure out this for months. And again, double loss is makes sense because Roman Superis is like, I can... You know, beat the belt. But if he's not going to split the belts, create a new belt, or just have one world title and literally unify the Raw and SmackDown women's titles. Because I feel like he has an out if he does the double. Because what was the first thing Cody talked about when he came back? Winning the WWE title. Yeah, but now Cody's promos are—he's calling it the WWE Universal World uh, World Heavyweight Championship, whatever it's called. So undisputed. So at this point. The easy out is just create a whole new belt for like Seth Rollins or like Sammy. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe they they save it for. I mean, if again, you're not gonna have just one title main event, a two night WrestleMania in yeah. Hollywood. So maybe they introduce Cody with the new Winged Eagle. Or you know, it's gonna be the Winged Eagle because he's yeah. been the new Winged Eagle belt, and then they're like, um, this is the now these. Raw championship because Cody's on Raw. We need a champion for for SmackDown. You make the announcement the following night. You yeah. introduce a new belt, and you put Sammy in the ring with. Uh... Shit! How do you do it? How do you do it? Do you just like you can't have a tournament at Mania, a battle royale, the Andre Battle Royale? Oh, you do. Oh, that's no. That's, See, it's so it's, complicated. It's complicated. If you don't split the belts, if you don't do something before Mania. I think the only way to do it is to give Roman a new belt. He actually wears the new belt, right? And it's the Wayne Ingle belt, the new style belt. Yeah. And it's officially solidifying it's unified. And then they're like, well, we have a two-day mania. We're going to introduce a new belt, and we're going to hold a tournament on SmackDown specifically for that title. And that's where you bring in Sammy. You bring in Montez, if he's not hurt from the men's match we're going to get into. Uh, you bring in somebody like Gunther, like actual caliber, and in the end, Sami Zayn wins it. Yeah, and he becomes the number one contender for that. Or even like, there's so many ways they can do. This. They could do t- uh, two different tournaments, and the last two remaining will main event night two of Mania. There you yeah. go, and that's for the new belt for SmackDown specifically. Unless you just have the new champion on every show, because Cody would do it. He'll be on SmackDown and Raw, and then just keep, yeah. And then later on, they could probably do the whole. We need a second champion thing. Yeah. But the men's match. Yes. Um. I actually found this out. 
Go for it. Produced by both Abyss and Jamie Noble. Makes perfect sense. And all six men really got their legs. But I also want to give a shout out. Bianca Belair designing Montez Ford's Bro, gear she, in under two days. Get the fuck out. Two she put po- she posted it on her social. That's crazy. She couldn't get to the fabric stores in time, so like all the stuff that she was going to use, and she's literally sewing, and only slept five hours those nights getting that gear ready for him. Bro, that's a wife. That is a championship wife caliber wife right there, and. That's the thing I like about Bianca. Like, she does this shit on the road, and people are impressed she does it, like, on the planes, on buses. Like, I think she was doing her own gear since college when she was, like, trying to go for the uh, track meets or whatever. Yeah. It's always been a hobby of hers. So, it actually works in her favor. Um, the gear was amazing. It was, like, an African king look. Like, it just, yeah. It looked like main event Montez gear, like, as a solo act. No offense to Dawkins, who was proven to be just as nice in the ring. And he's no Janetti. I'll give him that. Yeah. But God, Montez literally got, I think he got concussed, bro. That was supposed to be, I, me and my friend are like, yo, I think that's actually a, a concussion angle. Like, now I see, it's, I'm seeing online, it was actually legit. Right. And obviously, speedy recovery for him. If anything, we'll, we'll know tonight on Raw. Uh, I hope he's not hurt. But if it is a concussion thing, he doesn't need to be on TV till after Mania anyways. So yeah. take a break, dude. Just take a few months off to recover. Because that was a metal grade. His face got fucking curb stomped on. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's like he literally got curb stomped. So, even with the padding, it's still going to fucking hurt. Yeah. So. But to piggyback on gears, it took me forever to figure out what was Gargano's. I found out what it was. Yeah, so did I. And I'm like, what is it? Because I thought it was something it was comic rec- book related. It was recognizable. You would think it's comic book related, right? Yes, because he posted a picture of it with like a feather. And I'm like. What can it be? And I'm looking at the colors, and I don't understand it. Then when I find out online, I felt so dumb as an uncle that I didn't get it. First off, my niece and nephew are too old to be watching Bluey. But, I, yeah. it was. I got a five-month-old. There you go. It's Blue. I love Bluey. I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm just like, now that's a dad move. That's a dad move, and it might be, I think it might be a con- uh, constant theme now. Gargano is now, you know, wrestling dad, so, like, he might just do all the shows his son likes versus the stuff he likes. Yeah, can we just talk about how both dads began the match, Gargano and Rollins? Oh, yes. Rollins, what was he wearing? It looked like his old, like, white Power Ranger gear. It, and I remember Vince hated that gear. I don't know why. But Triple H is like, go for it. Like it was like a, it looked like, I, like, excuse the comparison. It looked like Cody Rhodes' white gear, because it even had the leg lace thing that he yeah, has in yeah. his tights. But it looked he looked like a freaking angel in the ring. Like he was just in there like with the white gear, Gargano, the blue. They started the match, and four men were Montez. Uh, no, third was Theory. I'm just naming. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Theory, Austin, the, the U.S. title holder right now. Yeah. Uh, Priest, Bronson, and then Montez. No elimination until all six men were in the ring. Genius way to do it. Yes. Everyone looks strong. Montez with the Spider-Man splash from the <laughs> ceiling. That was the old Linz and Dorado uh, spot from 2019. Yes. Which I'm like, you gotta have some balls for that. But I forgot, Montez is a Marine, so he, like, he ain't scared of heights. Yeah. <laughs> um, we could just... We could just uh, who... who, who I want to say stuff, but I don't want to let trip over my own words. So I am okay. There was a lot of action. 
Yes. There was a lot of chaos. Yes. A lot of uh, people turning on each other to double team and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, the whole set up like, come on, Gargano, help me out, please. Let's bring back the way. All right, all right. I'm still beat up my former son right now. Yo, the funny thing is, too, is Theory was acting like a chicken shit, but he was acting like a... He was like vintage Orton, the way he was like... I was getting more like early Thugonomic Cena. Really? Well, you know what? I wasn't there for that. That was when I was not watching it be. Yes, because like how Cena had like an edge, especially his US title run 20 years ago. That's right. So, damn, it's been 20 fucking years. That's crazy. 19, actually. It was 2004. Still, that's yeah. a long time. Damn, we're getting old. Yeah. Oh, shit. 20 years ago is when he made the rap against uh, Fabulous and Jay-Z at 19. But, yeah. like, I finally am starting to see a lot of stuff in theory. I, You know where he, where he won me over? It wasn't in this match. It was in the post-media. Yes! <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was going to, like, start building up to that. He channeled his inner CM Punk and, like, just yes. like, let everybody out. But it. also, he had, like, you know, like, Conor McGregor-style edge. And, but is it just me, or... Disheveled theory looks more like believable than like pretty boy theory. Like you know what I'm saying? Like his hair was messy. He had sunglasses on. He had a black eye. Like yes, it looked like a fighter. Like it looked. That's like- what I'm saying. Like something about theory. The moment he lost that briefcase, something has just clicked. Chip on his shoulder. Yes. And I wasn't against theory in the beginning because I always saw in theory what people saw in him. I hated the direction when he was Vince's bitch, but uh, I'm sorry, protege. But hmm. I like the way the theory is coming to his own with being a heel and like, okay, now you're believable as a heel. Like you actually come off as a douchebag, and not that I don't think he's not a douchebag, but before it seemed fabricated. This feels more like him, like shooting from the hip. Yeah, and I like that Triple H allows his guys to literally shoot from the hip a little bit. You know, like have the freedom to say what you feel, but you know, stay within the parameters. Obviously, yeah. like here, here are your guidelines, but make it your own. Yeah, which is why I feel. Like, especially with him being in Gorilla. And you notice how more engaging Michael Cole is on commentary. Michael Cole's a savage. Okay, let's just put it out. He does not hold back. He has become what he should have been 20 years ago. Yes. Like, I could just imagine, like, Triple H being like, All right, Michael, you know the stuff. Have fun. I'll see you in three hours. The only thing he was fucking up in is, uh, he called the code... Uh, the code breaker, the code red on on the women's match earlier. Yeah, yeah. But that's his first flub up. He's been getting the moves right, as far as I remember. Like, yeah. But it's probably the excitement of the night. But um, this match is brutal, dude. I mean, I mean, and the ending, of course, when Montez was being taken out. <sighs> that's that's why I don't want to bring that up, because it's like he gets stomped by Steph, and the Steph gets taken advantage of by Theory, who was just uh, no, 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 by Logan. Oh, that's right. That's what I was setting up for. That's why I thought it was part of, like, the storyline. Because it gave him a reason to have the cage open for Logan to pop in. I knew that they were setting up Logan versus Seth Rollins. I figured it was going to be on Raw and not here. I feel like he was going to win the belt and then Logan was going to challenge him at Mania for the belt. That's where I thought this was Mm. going. But then Logan Paul came in, did the buckshot lariat. And um, he's like, okay, I'll kill you. And then he curves down Seth in his own move. And he's like, all right, all right now I'll leave. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's still wearing a Power Ranger yellow. Like, he's got a cutter scheme going. Like, yeah, you know, I'm the yellow guy. I'm going to wear the yellow. I kind of hope he has new gear for Mania, though. I feel like he will. And I think, was it you that said you, you want to see reverse colors? Like, blackness and a black, yellow, yes. yellow, black? 
that's a good it's still within the same parameters of this color but i think he should like just go full troll mold and like have prime inspired yes. <laughs> like prime on his on his tights prime on his jacket like how lesnar used to have jimmy johns all over his stuff freaking jimmy johns <laughs> but yeah so yes go for it be as gaudy as possible please but yeah I love the evolution of Theory because he ended his last uh, Elimination Chamber match getting F5 from the top of the pod. And he ends this one winning. Standing tall on a pod. In less than a year. Well, the year exact. Yeah. So that was awesome. I'm going to be I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. The podcasters have been saying this is one of the top five best Chamber matches. And I'm going to be honest and say this. I wouldn't say it's top five, but it's damn well number six. Yes. Because it was up there. and I'm going to give it like a 4.75. I'm only putting like a little demerit over the Montez incident. And I hope he doesn't well. And that's not like against him. It's just like... Accidents happen in the ring and it sucks that it And it kind of like took like some of the steam out. People were legitimately like, flabbergasted like quiet because they because ct is no joke and like yeah. they didn't bring out the, the stretcher like they didn't do the whole like big ordeal they just yeah. kind of walked him up but he wasn't walking and i thought it was tez selling because tez always sells like that yes he always makes that face when he's getting ko'd but now it's like oh he actually got ko'd like so i hope they don't like ban the stomp again yeah but uh, i i give this match a 4.8 as far yeah. as quality because, you know, incidents aside, it was a quality match. Absolutely. Especially after that Montez uh, Spider-Man. Yes. Someone put a meme up of uh, Bonesaw with spider Yes, yes. <laughs> I had to repost that shit. Um, man, that was, what a great showing. And even Triple H sees him as a main eventer. So don't be surprised if Tess is the one who beats Cody Rhodes a year from now. Or like, Ooh. then just saying, you know, like, he's up Here's to- the thing. I would love Montez to go on a singles run. I don't want them to break up the Street Profits. You can do both. You can literally, just like a New Day had Kofi as champ and they were still Yes. There. Like, this whole breaking up your tag team things is the most corniest overplayed shit that Vince did. Like, it. here's the thing that I'm wondering. When was the last time, excluding the New Day, where you had tag team, like a tag team, go out on their own singles and, like, not betray each other? You know what I mean? In WWE? Never. The last time, and I brought this up while watching the event, the last time I could think of, two-man power trip. I'm thinking the Mega Powers was probably before that. That was probably the first time that, eventually they descended and became like enemies, but like, it did start off like they were like on the same. Yeah, but I'm talking about like, oh, one, when you had uh, Triple H, Austin, and literally them holding all the gold, but not betraying each other. Damn, see, the thing is, I wasn't watching at that time because I didn't have cable TV. Yeah. But I know that era because of people speaking about it. And I had the DVDs. But um, that was probably the very last time. Yeah. Outside of the New Day, of course, which is very recent. Um, even in Evolution, they turn on, they turn on each other, too. So, like, you're right. There yeah. Is, there is a common thread of, like... You, everybody wants to like their, just hype each other, like you know what I mean. Like teammates, like if you're gonna look at toxic attraction too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're they're no longer like if you're gonna have a faction, have them treated like teammates. I mean, there's no way, there's no reason why you can't cheer on your teammate who's in your crew as world champion, and then eventually, like th- I don't even think her business too. No, no, exactly. Like you never seen that synergy of like. 
camaraderie like that. Um, that being said, what's the next match? The main event. And now it's time for the main event. Brought to you by us. Yes. And no Roman. sponsors. But C4 sponsored the shit out of this damn yeah. thing. C- Don't you notice how, like, in the <laughs> background while Roman's drinking one, there's, like, a whole 12-pack? My friend told me that Roman has a stake in C4. I'm like, I can believe it. Yeah. So he's, like, part owner or some shit. Like, why not? I mean, his cousin's got uh, Zoa. 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 So why not get in the same game? And like, hey, maybe I could. And I love C4. I'm not going to Dude, they're Starburst flavor. And the fact is $2. That's another thing. Yeah. I'm like, I- I'm sorry, Starbucks. You're getting too expensive for me. Like for the price of a Starbucks, yeah, same monster. For the price of a of, of a Starbucks, I can go to Terra Luna and get a cocktail. I'm sorry, it's just yeah. like crazy amount of money. So, uh, this main event was built for months. It was the bloodlines, almost like Phoenix. Like like the story was getting stale. Yeah, you added Sammy Uso, Sammy Zayn, and it was funny at first, but then it became. Uh, endearing. Depth, endearing soap opera of like underdog. This is literally the Brian Danielson 2.0. And yeah, it's a shaggy haired, bearded man. And here's the thing a lot of people were bummed out about the inevitable loss of the match, the main event. I expected it. Like, yes. even Sami Zayn's got a record. He doesn't see himself as a guy. Like, it's Cody. And the problem is, he's been putting in work consistently for a year. Getting himself over. He was a year ago in a joke death match with Johnny Knoxville getting defeated by a rat trap. Yes. And then now he's in a position where he should be in the main event in a triple threat with Cody and Roman. But you got to give him his own main event so you do Elimination Chamber. I understand. In his hometown. In his hometown. So, like, there's no better way to. Notice how, like, they didn't even lock up for the first couple of minutes. And the crowd... Five minutes of posturing, like Michael Jackson in 93 Super Bowl. Or Grand Slam. Yeah, like, yeah, Kenny Omega and Brian Anderson just there. like, And that's how you do it. People say, oh, you got to do flips and moves. No, this was a regular Roman match. Stretched out longer to give time for reaction. Yes. It was done right. And you can talk all the shit about all Roman and his uh, bloodline appearance. It's part of his gimmick. Yes. He's only the top dog but because of his family. more well done than, like, let's say, gender. Yeah. When he had... The uh, Singh brothers always having to bail them out. Yep. It was a better version of that. Because the Singh brothers were not... In, they were intimidating. intimidating. They were smaller guys. The Bloodline are legitimate tag champs who can, dare I say, be world champs themselves. They're not short guys. They're about the same height as Roman. Yeah. A little bit like skinnier as far as muscle mass. But then you got Solo, the fucking, you know, the, the juggernaut of the, the young baby yes. brother. And he wasn't even here. That's the funny part. It was just all just Roman and... Uh, well, I mean, in the end, you had the Usos kind of do their thing, but it was a way to finish the story and give Sammy his proper main event. Yes, and they gave him Worlds Apart again. Dude, I hated when they took that shit and gave him the remix for that Fidel Castro gimmick he had yeah. for a while. It'd be like, all right, whatever. They're going to constantly change themes for heels. I get it. But when he became a babyface again and Worlds Collide didn't come back at the time, like, dude, when is this coming back? Worlds Apart. Now Worlds Collide. Sorry, Worlds Collide is a different theme. Yeah. Uh, Worlds Apart and um, the Olay and the Chance, like that's who Sami Zayn is. And not to mention, have him debut back. Can we talk about his promo the night before? Oh, I mean, the where he said fucking French and nobody batted an eye. <laughs> <laughs> they got French people back there who can translate. You could have easily just censored that, but they're like, oh, Americans are going to not know. I'm like, yeah, the French. I guarantee you the French one, they muted it. Oh hell yeah! Like yeah, I, yeah in, in Quebec and Nova Scotia for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, uh, Sammy got a Road Warrior Hawk pop. Yes, 
And I'm like, God damn, like, hot damn, this is crazy. Um, shit, he's, it sounded crazy. It sounded like literally it was somebody coming back from the grave. Like, it sounded like the biggest pop since, dare I say, Cody's return at Mania last year. Agreed. And it was indoors, not outdoors. So the sound was even more projected versus if it was outdoors, it would escape. And just the ending, it made it seem like, honestly, that whole like... False finishes. Not only the false finishes, but the you had the crowd believing so much. It reminded me of Taker Lesnar at 30. Like notice how like no one was like booing or rioting. They were just like in shock. Oh, funny thing about that. You know that if Sammy loses, we riot? Yeah, I saw the polite one. It's like, we're going to politely leave in a horribly fashion. Yes. Like Canadians, they can never be too nice. Uh, dude, I wish I was there. Dude, it was... I would have taken the, the, the bus ride to Canada. Yeah. The flight got canceled, which would have sucked if you went the day before, like, in a flight. Yeah. Because uh, one of the podcasters, uh, he had to drive last minute because it got canceled, the flight. So I'm like, you can't do a flight that soon to an event. Like, we went to, we went to Forbidden Door. We went two days ahead of the event. Yeah. So we had time to just do whatever. So that when we were... Even if we got delayed, we still had a whole day to just do whatever. Yeah. But um, Montreal, I would have done the trip. Yeah, so would I, but with... Money issues, it's after the holidays, my taxes haven't come back. And it was right around the time of my birthday, and I wanted it to be around family. If Forbidden Door happens again, same time, I think this year I'll take a train on Thursday going into it. In that way that I have, or even a Greyhound, whatever works. And um, so I can really have a long weekend. Um, same with, like, if... Another Boston paper. When I went to Survivor Series in uh, Boston, I already just came out of a dynamite, so I was kind of broke. But I went because I bought the ticket. And um, yeah. honestly, I only wanted the event shirt. That's all I wanted. I didn't want any belts. I just wanted the event shirt. I mean, you brought your belts. I did bring my own belts, exactly. But that was, that was a hassle. Never again. Um, but one thing I noticed is that uh, they have way more big things. When it's a big four pay-per-view in WWE, they have the bump live there. Like, they have the store like there's events going on like oh damn they really like set the city up and i'm like i missed it i wish i would have had a whole day off because even my friend who was with me and his wife like we all went together we went like just for the show we didn't realize like there was other things going around town for because it's one of the big four pay-per-views right and um SummerSlam was supposed to come here yeah that's what i was going to bring up yeah the SummerSlam we missed out on where we were supposed to get nxt takeover the night on saturday no, we were supposed to get SmackDown on Friday, yep. TakeOver on Saturday, SummerSlam on Whoa. Sunday, and Raw on Monday. And I would have gone to at least half those shows, yeah. money-wise. I mean, I would have paid for a hotel for the weekend. I would have probably gotten a hotel near like the Garden, or near the Panic Hall or something, and just walked there, like yeah. back and forth. And that would have been an event in summer. That's another thing. It's like, it's nice weather out. I can be in shorts, or I can be in like, you know, comfortable jeans and a t-shirt and old jacket. Like, I don't want to do a winter pay-per-view. Never. Yeah. I want to actually enjoy going around town and doing stuff. But um, if there's ever another Boston one, dude, we got to go. Because that way we could actually enjoy it and like... thousand percent. Like, and, I am so down. And um, if they do want even like... Again, if they bring any... If they're going to Philadelphia for Mania next year, which I know that's been confirmed. I am willing to go there. Because Philly isn't too far from Jersey, and I got family in Jersey. I can probably stay in her house for a while. Or even, like, you know, I'll figure it out. 
and get a room there. We'll take a Greyhound because you can take you can, actually you can take the Dominican bus to uh, to, <laughs> to New York from there, and then take the train. The subway goes to Philly, I think, or the actual train. So like we just take a train from Grand Central Station, New York City, to Philadelphia, and that train apparently ends in DC. So like it literally goes from all the way. It's the same. It's Amtrak. It's the same yeah. one that we we have up here. So if we take the Amtrak from Boston to New York City and then to Philadelphia, we can make a make it a whole thing. I mean, I'm totally down for that. Or make it a road trip. Whatever works out money-wise. Um, I just went to the train because I've never done the train. And I kind of want to sleep in a train cart and, like, do the whole, like, my room is a, is, you know, I got a room. It's like, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. But um, this pay-per-view. Well, was... we got to talk about the ending of the match, too. Oh, well, the ending of the match, you have the Usos interrupting. Roman getting the clean. <laughs> two ref bumps. Two ref yes. bumps, bro. Like, what the fuck? Was it, I thought there was three at one point. Like, this is getting ridiculous with the ref bumps. Um, all for Roman to, to beat Sammy. And then they start beating his ass. And then, thank God, Owens comes out to help. But he doesn't, like, well, the, There was one part of the ending that, like, really, like, you really going to do this again, my dude? What? Is when Roman handed the chair to Jay and gave his back to him. Yo, I swear to God, they're hinting at eventually Jay turning on Roman. But I get that, but like in back-to-back pay-per-views, have someone that you consider a confidant and give their back to Wouldn't you be a lot more paranoid? Yeah, I'd be, par- I'd be paranoid because it just happens. Yes. And secondly, Jay's the iffy cousin, where Jimmy is in line. Yes. So Jay's the one that's been getting PTSD because he's the one that got his ass beat through this whole journey. So he's the least person I trust after him just going AWOL like that, especially showing up last minute for the tag match on SmackDown. Yeah. He is not to be trusted. But then again, Roman's acting like no, my own family would never turn on me. Is Rock still going to be a mania? Is he going to just Jay going to be on his side? Did he do it for The Rock? Like, you know, I did, I did it for The Rock. Because it seems like Rock is busy with his XFL league right now. Which... Oh, just seeing like a whole bunch of promotional stuff for it. Yeah. It actually looks dope, but I'm with you. And I agree. Like, I'd care more about the XFL if there was a Boston team. I need a Boston team. Even if it was Vermont or or like any new New England state. I'm not going to support a New York team because I'm not from New York. I'm not going to support a Jersey team. I'm not going to support a... It needs to be somewhere in New England. New England, it could, be, it could be the Providence something. Cool, that's New England. I can deal with Providence. I mean, I am interested in the... Uh, Boston Rebels? <laughs> no, the <laughs> Massachusetts play. Pirates, oh, which yeah. is their arena football team, because they play out of DCU. Ah, if they kind of like take the arena guys and put it into XFL, I could do that. I mean, yeah, totally. But uh, but then again, again, so yeah, so Rock is busy doing XFL. You can you have Logan Paul as your celebrity. You could bring back Bad Bunny if he's down for another match in Mania. But I mean, it's perfect to tie in with Two K Twenty Three. Literally, he's the pre order. Uh, which I got a pre order by the way. So I forgot. I'm gonna have it on PS Five. So I'm pretty sure you can have it on PS Five as well. Yeah. So I'm gonna have that and Fight Forever. When the fuck that comes out? I mean, it's looking kind of soon because they finally got their rating. Yeah. That both games are well. That game is looking very Marchish, and Two uh, K is looking very what Septemberish. No, Two K is coming out in March. Doesn't Two K always come out in the fall? No, it's dropping this March. Oh shit! The seventeenth, uh, I believe. Maybe the competitors are holding off on announcing their date because Two K announced it for March. Maybe they want to wait till 
you know, yeah, yeah, July or maybe they want to do a fall release at this point. I'm thinking Double or Nothing Weekend. Maybe the announcement is literally Tony Khan announced the game because yeah. he has been coming up. All right, so between WWE and AEW right now, and even like I gotta give a shout out to Impact. Um, people aren't talking about it. There's a lot of good matches on Impact. If you haven't watched it, folks, if you don't have access TV, it's a dollar for uh, subscription on YouTube, just a buck. Um, I was just doing it and binging the last two or three months. They've been throwing some great, great Impact shows, and uh, the pay-per-views have been raving. $20 pay-per-views. Like, I want to give a shout-out to them. Granted, I don't have enough time to watch Impact myself because I'm currently watching Noah because I have the uh, Wrestle Universe app. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro. I'm watching D- uh, Dynamite. I'm watching Rampage. I'm watching SmackDown. I'm watching... There's not enough hours in the day. Not enough hours in the fucking day. And I actually like other things besides wrestling. So, shocker. I like live sports. I like movies and TV and, like, playing video games. I like being normal. <laughs> I can't... My, my whole schedule cannot be just wrestling. So, that being said, uh, I want to promote that. Uh, what other... Great things in wrestling are happening. I want to promote other stuff because this isn't just WWE. Oh, they just had the Battle in the Valley. Same night. New Japan, the former Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, is the new IWGP Women's Champion. Yes. I Shout out did to her not... coming out in the Hanakamura gear. Oh, man. That was the best thing ever. She came out and inspired, like, spot on Hanakamura, the late Hanakamura. And um, I think that Mercedes is going to be an amazing get for New Japan and help she grows that roster. But at the same time, it's awkward when they have stardom as a full-on... Like, they should just merge it. Yeah. I don't know why they have a woman's roster in New Japan. I thought stardom was going to be the New Japan roster for the women. But you have two women's leagues. It's almost like... Then again, I can't say shit because, you know, you got AEW's got Ring of Honor and AEW. So, I mean... Yeah. So, it's kind of like that. But no, I think if you're going to build the IWGP, I think the stardom should get fused. That I don't want to take away from stardom because stardom fans are very hardcore and they love yeah. stardom. But if you're going to have the same owners on the same roof, it just makes sense to have one division, I think. You don't need to have two full-on divisions. But we'll see what happens in the next few years. Like, yeah, exactly. This is a brand new thing they're doing. They don't have an IWGP you know, open weight or like uh, tag belts. They just have the world champion that's on New Japan. So we'll, we shall see. Uh, her next opponent has already been announced. It's AZM. Because she did call her out in the previous Wrestle Kingdom. And I think she also called out Miyu Yamashita, who was on Tokyo Joshi Pro, the rival promotion. But again, Sasha isn't signed to New Japan. She's a free agent. Yeah. So she can go to Tokyo Joshi Pro and do her thing with the IWGP belt. So she can, and she wants to go to Impact and face Mickey James for the TNA Knockouts belt. Yeah. I mean, for the whole relaxed rodeo. Yeah. So I think that Mercedes is going to go around Mexico, AAA, Lucha. This is what I'm thinking. She's doing what Cody did six years ago. Yeah. She took that model and is putting it for herself. And doing it, honing her craft. And we will see her back in the WWE ring. doesn't have to be immediately. It, I mean, Triple H is keeping in contact with her and congratulated her on her win. So I think, yeah. again, she didn't leave because she wasn't wanted. She left because she just wanted to do other things. She wanted to go to Japan and Mexico. But these like really toxic fans that are just shitting on Sasha for the sake of it. Or sorry, Mercedes now. Or actual name Mercedes. Yeah. Um, the pettiness is fucking ridiculous. Absolutely. Like, she's right. going to come back, guys. Relax. She's not going to AW. She's going to be a New Japan and Indie Star and do other things. Other If she does pop up in in AW, I would say it would be like a Forbidden Door scenario where it's yeah. like the IW champion versus the 
AW Women's Champion. Oh my God, her versus Hater would be slap fest. Like that would be five stars, six stars in Tokyo Dome. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Congrats to Mercedes Monet. Um, what other wrestling things popped up this week that uh mattered? Uh oh yeah, today is freaking uh. If you want to sit and watch with me, the uh, the last dance, the Muda's final pay per view. Oh, it is. It's today. Oh, what time? I think it's on as soon as I hang up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think it's today. So I'll look through the app and, dude, it's really I I like Noah. Their production is on par with like a WWE and AW. Like they're not like second rate. They actually. I mean, Muda has been in the system. He's been WCW. He knows how this works. Yeah. His production is top-notch. I do kind of wish he would have popped at the Rumble. We all did. We yeah. all just, just once. Muda just pop in there. Even as Muto, but alas, things have happened. They weren't trying to go for big uh, Legends pop this year. Elimination Chamber. Great pay-per-view, guys. Yes. Um, This is what I want out of, like, Road to WrestleMania builds. The pay-per-views that matter. Yes, they're actual to be actual stakes. My only my only downside was the fact that the men's elimination chamber was for the U.S. belt, which is kind of dumb. Dumb, but also it adds more value to that title. Because think about it, would we be having the same problem if it was for the IC title? No, because Gunther's been built so well. That's, That's what, what I'm saying. <laughs> because we Gunther need to give that rub to that champion. Problem is, as well. is there are two different types of champions. One is. Gunther, who is a classic old school wrestler who like has a dominant Imperium faction. Yes. Other is a snot nosed, you know, young rising star. Exactly. So give Theory like a little bit more of that rub. Because Gunther, I don't think needs he needs any more need... rub. Gun... He's still riding high from. You know what? I'm Rumble. calling it. If Cody wins at Mania, it's Cody versus Gunther at SummerSlam. Ooh, do you have him drop the IC title? Uh, yes, absolutely. Lose the belt to uh, to Sheamus. Because he only needs, what, a few more days to beat... Uh... No, he actually has to win at Mania to beat... Um... Honky Tonk? Honky Tonk Man's reign, right? No, because he's got to have it for over a year. So, Survivor Series, he has to... It's okay, so... I'm going to do the math right now. Yeah, do the mental math. So, whether it's SummerSlam or Survivor Series or next year's Rumble... That's when I think Gunther... No, if you do next year's Rumble, it's kind of dumb because you're so close to Mania season. So it's got to be either SummerSlam or Survivor Series where he loses the... He gains the belt off Cody. Go. So after doing some quick math... Yeah. Honky Tonk's record is 454. Over a year. Yes. Gunther won his title June 10th on a SmackDown and is currently at 252 days. So it wouldn't be till next year's Rumble or even like next year's Mania. Which makes sense, a full year. Yeah. No, he can hold it till SummerSlam and be close to that record. And if he beats the record after and for Rumble, he wins the Rumble this year coming. Ooh. Which again, you're building Gunther. So he actually has that steam. Even though he loses the icy belt at that point, he wins the Rumble in a dominant fact uh, uh, matter. Like he actually looks like he's a, a dare whooping ass. Then it could be him versus Rhodes if Rhodes is still the champion at that year's Mania and Gunther wins the belt off Cody. And you literally have this like USA versus uh, foreigner. Because even Cody says it's like, he knows it's not politically correct, but like the, the American nightmare versus the Austrian dream <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> against the, you know, the old school, uh, 
Well, let's not go there. <laughs> it, it writes a story for itself. You know, it's just like, it's old school, but it works. Because Gunther is a good heel. And Cody is a great baby face on WWE. So it actually would work. So that being said. Um, I mean, mm. now looking stuff up for SummerSlam, it is in Detroit. SummerSlam, Detroit. That's another two-hour flight, which isn't too bad. I wouldn't mind going to Detroit just to go to somewhere different. Yeah. It would be a cool, like, if it's the summertime, yeah, I go to Detroit in the summer. No snow. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to have medication for that flight. <laughs> and hopefully you booked the flight this time. <laughs> I'm more than willing to. Because, uh, you know, I'll have the hours correct. Yeah. You're not going to book it at 2 in the morning on a Saturday night. <laughs> and I'm, I know my difference between a.m. and p.m. They all listen to me. All right. That being said, uh, what do you want to say before the people go? Uh, anything... Uh, just keep an eye on my socials, uh, Twitter, Instagram, M-I-S-E-R-B-I-L-A-L-I-T-Y. I've been taking a bit of a hiatus on my Twitch, but hopefully I've been able to go back. It's just like, it's been getting busy. All right. Well, that being said, I am the podcast missionary, the Puerto Rican Kaiju, the Puerto Rican Pyros himself, Christian Joe Ramos, signing off till next time. Thank y'all for tuning in. As always, stay tuned. Watch the best wrestling out there. And as always, um... Enjoy your life and all this stuff. And happy holidays. Or yeah. just President's Day, right? I forgot yeah. what holiday it was. Till next time, I'm out.